All right. Live. That is live in action. Yeah, we're live. Live in action. Yep. This is, um, what is this, number six? Seven. Seven. This is our, we can't call it our nightly check-in. We're going to call this our check-in, our day seven semi-live check-in. As always, brought to you by Tethered. Go to tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. They're the best in the business. If you need a saddle, platform, ropes, extra stuff, ropemen, tetherednation.com. They get you squared away. Also, in partnership with Lacrosse Boots, as we've been beating into everybody's heads for these last seven days, the best boots in the business. They carried us literally miles through Kentucky Public. So go to lacrosseboots.com, get yourself a nice pair of shoes. Hell yeah. All right. So, yeah. Day seven check-in. What do we talk about? We talk about getting just completely beat up. There's nothing, no more words to explain that. Just a straight-up ass whooping. And it almost feels wrong saying that because we're leaving. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. We're sitting on the highway. If you hear some background noise, we're we're driving along here, and uh, it, it feels weird to say that we got beat up because the first four days were awesome. But the last three days were poopy. Yeah, we we tried a bunch of different stuff, man. We we went into the whole trip. At least for me, I've been known to just dive right into some of the deepest shit, and then essentially hunt my way out. I would pass sign and and pass what looks like known buck territory just because I was afraid that somebody might be hunting there. And then I would pass up deer to find deer. It's like fight the fire, man. Like, I'm, I'm running past that first room of contents that's on fire to go fight fire in the back of Dude, put it out here first. So that's what we kind of did going into this trip is working our way from an easy spot into some deeper stuff. We saw we the first day we were on them. Oh, yeah. We were on them. So we hunted the first couple days there and couldn't make it happen because of the wind and the weather so then we did a couple of change-ups and i know scott and steve did the same thing they didn't leave for the first two days they didn't go you know a mile past where we were staying so we did it right and exactly what we went in to do now when i shot my buck we did just that it was as deep as you could possibly go into public land and we found the sign. We stayed on it. We didn't overthink it. You know, when I, I know, I don't know about you, but when I walked into that piece, when the first day that we went, and, you and I went and sat there in that deep piece, the first bit of sign I saw, I didn't, you know, think too much to say like, oh, let's just go root around in here and see what's in there. Let's see where the bedding is. Let's put eyes on it. It's like, nope, it's the rut. There's a sign here. Let me hunt this. Yep. And sure as shit. Every day I had deer in front of me. I could have shot everything that I saw. So, in, in, a, in a personal growth, in a public hunting standpoint, I grew more of this trip than, and I learned more of this trip than any other trip we've been on. And it, you know, it paid off for me. I think it did the same for you. The only alternative, like we went back there today, right? The, um, and last night we went back into that piece of public when we, as soon as we got access to it, 
went back to right kind of by where I shot my buck, maybe a little bit uh, further to the east, you know, put ourselves closer to some food. But the only different, the only difference from the, the first three days was that it was 28 degrees and it is now currently 75. So, yeah. so to say that we got beat up, we didn't get beat up by the deer by not finding them. I think we just, we hit it and we got spoiled the first three days with nice weather. And then after this gun hunt, when we were able to get back in there, it just shut down because of the heat, man. Yeah, it was like somebody turned off the deer and turned up the heat all at the same time, probably because of the heat, and then it, uh, it, it changed everything. We I didn't see a deer, but uh, I saw one deer two deer we saw one we saw one this morning and one last night and one in the dark this morning yeah but two pretty, deer yeah. in the last one two three four five six hits yeah that's not good especially when we were seeing like the week or friday morning i saw 14 deer and eight nine different bucks that's what we were used to everybody was seeing a ton of deer so when i know we were on them we were in the right spot they just weren't moving i'm sure if uh if we had a few more days to stick around, we probably could have dove tighter into bedding, into some different bedding. Um, a little bit further south with the south wind really got right in there on them. But uh, we decided today after the morning hunt, after how dead it was, after how dead it was last night, um, we could see a long ways in the spot. We weren't seeing anything. Basically, we'd made the call to pack it up and head home uh, half a day early because it's going to be 75 degrees today, 65 degrees in the morning. And... Uh, from what we've seen the last three days, it's just off right now. And like I said, if we went in deeper, but the Michigan rut is still on. And we're sitting our chasing our tails around there, and it just feels like right now we got a better chance of killing a decent deer at home than we do in Kentucky. Like I said, if we had a week, five more days, four more days, we yeah. we you know we would have dove in there. But to have one more day, I don't think it was really worth I don't think it was smart of us to stick around knowing what we've been seeing. No, I mean I think yeah, again, knowing hindsight, but we could have left probably yesterday with the same outcome yeah. and the same comfortability of, yeah, this is way too hot. We already knew the writing on the wall. Yep. We were just hoping, you know, November 7th, it's still the rut. They're, it's still Kentucky. They're, I'm sure it's a little warmer. I, I really don't know. I'm assuming it's usually warmer down there than, you know, back home. Um, so we are just hoping with the rut they'd still be cruising. We were in a good spot for it. It just didn't happen. I'm sure if you sit there all, all day for the next week, somebody's going to come cruising by. They're pretty big, but... Not for us. And like I said, I uh, you know John shot a buck, Steve shot a buck, Steve shot a doe. I pass. I got to pass a handful of bucks. I saw two bucks over Pope, one over 140. Um, I grabbed my bow a few times for deer I was going to shoot. It just didn't happen. You know that's just part of the game. So it's tough. It's a tough game to to win, and it's a hell of an accomplishment when you do. That's why it was awesome those first four days when we got to go pick up. You know Steve's doe, and then your buck, and then his buck. Shit, that was some of the most fun couple of days of camp I've ever had. Damn, that was fun. Yeah, and then this is the first year too that we were in an Airbnb, and call it what you want, but that's a game changer, man. Oh, man. Especially yeah. hunting this heat, dude. You got like, you can wash your clothes every night. You can take a shower. You can get all the scent off you. You can, you know, have some hot meals after some, you know, miles and miles of walking. So that, that is a game changer. I think we'll probably keep that and adopt that for future years. Yeah. And like we were talking about, you know, just driving. It would be nice. Hopefully we do our, our turkey hunt every year, our out-of-state turkey hunt. 
we'll probably end up coming down here because it, it'll give us a ch the chance to, you know, bump some elbows with farmers, potentially getting some either access or private land permission. Um, that'll give us a chance to at least scout some of the areas that we know that we're going to deer hunt. So we come back here in the spring, I'm definitely, first thing I'm doing is going to scout that to see what it looks like, what kind of crops are holding. Yeah. You know, maybe even talk to the farmer, ask them when they pull their beans down, stuff like that. Just get, get a little info and then, you know, just, just get an eyeball for it for the early season uh, coming back maybe in September um, to hopefully shoot a whitetail that's still in velvet. Yeah, and, we, and like I said, to be able to scout it would be nice because we... We didn't want to overthink it this year. It was a big part of ours, and we weren't sure what the pressure was going to be like, so we were trying not to go stomping all over the place. So we pretty much, everybody picked a spot. All right, this looks good. I'm going to hunt it. And then, you know, we made a couple of moves, obviously, throughout the week, but we didn't adventure a ton. Um, no. Because we found deer and good deer sign and good deer movement right away. Like you said, probably because it was 28 degrees, so it had them all up on their feet. So we didn't adventure a ton, and this place is huge, huge. Like, I have pins all over it, and we only went to a couple of them, so. Yeah, I think I only hit three of my pins. Yeah, so, it, uh, there's a lot more places to walk around. We might have been, uh, might have been missing out. We don't know. So, it, it would be great to come down here in springtime and walk yeah. around and scout and look for sheds and, you know, turkey hunt and all that normal good like springtime you know, shit. When the hunter goes down to hunt that private every year, they come down a couple weeks early to help them, you know, stage stuff or, or do whatever kind of land management they need help with at his buddy's farm I would be willing to come down here then and like I said bump elbows knock a couple of doors and maybe you know eat some coyotes or something do whatever these, some of these farmers want yeah just to uh, just to kind of get a presence here in Kentucky yeah it's nice it's nice not having to drive you know 10 11 hours to public um, there was definitely people hunting it the place is hit there's no doubt I'm sure when the guns come it's gonna get whacked pretty damn hard um, it's a big piece, but man, after knocking on the thirty-some doors that we knocked on this week, everybody hunts down there. Yeah, I mean, everybody hunts. We did not, we did not land a single piece of permission on any piece. I, like I said, oh well, that one. Um, like I said, it, that one wasn't great. I could see why nobody had access to hunt there, and there was a guy who got to hunt there. There was another Mennonite yeah. kid and his buddy who were out there hunting. So, um, like said, there was nothing that wasn't hunted. Every piece we knocked on, only one guy told us no. And he said that's because the deer were his pets. Everybody else said, hey, I'm really sorry, but uh, somebody already hunts here. Oh, I'm sorry, my kid hunts here, my cousin hunts here, yada, yada, yada. So a um, lot of people hunt down here. This definitely is not west. No, and it, but that is, again, another accomplishment to just show how difficult some of this, some it could be sometimes. You know, you're in a fairly pressured area. Yeah. Whether it's a, a public land or a private land that butts up to the public, there's still people out there banging away. And then for you to even be able to get on as much deer as that we were on, or just, you know, in the short time we were there without scouting anything or looking at anything, just straight up off of Onyx, that makes you feel good, and that's worth the fun. That's worth the money and the trip of itself. So Yeah, like Steve's first spot, man, he dove right into a spot right by the house, and uh, he was covered up in deer his first couple yep. sits there and whacked the doe right away. and. Um, that that's huge to be able you're just picking a spot on a map of a piece of property that is gigantic and you nailed it that's uh you know that's something people need to be proud of i'm only off the road because there's a blown up tire in the road um and like our first time we've hiked up this mountain and had a spike walk right up on us and 
before we even got to a tree, found a bunch of signs. That's that's a lot of that's part of the fun here. We're hunting new country, new area, place we've never been. You get to lay eyes on new ground, learn new shit, and prove that you can put yourself on whitetails if you need to. And we did that. I think a lot of it too transitions to back home when you're managing when you are managing your your own property or or whatever piece of land that you hunt back home. I know a lot of the the methods. I mean, the terrain's obviously different, but the shit that you learn out here is a lot of it's the same back home too. So I mean, you're, you're looking at your different bedding areas, and now during the rut, we're gonna put try to put myself in between two different bedding areas, and then if there's food, a food source in there, you're just you know uh, looking at sign, food, and bedding. You're just zoning in how to read it more. Yeah, you really got to see here because it's obviously a better doe to buck ratio, you really got to see how bucks cruise bedding to bedding because they're up just looking for does. Um, you don't see that a ton in Michigan or around parts we hunt anyway because there's so many fucking does that they don't have to get up and wander around. We've talked about that in prior podcasts. So um, the does have basically walked to them so they don't have to do all the work. Here the bucks were up and cruising. I mean, that one day I saw 14 deer, nine of them were bucks. You know, that's that's more like what we're supposed to be seeing. Yeah, I like that. Too, so. I like that ratio a You lot. got to see what they're doing, how they're moving through the brush instead of through the open, and what corner, you know, they're cutting corners on fields. They're not walking edge to edge like humans. They cut 45 degrees across the corner to hurry up and get to that other spot. And, um, learned a lot. Learned a lot about thermals on this trip. This is really the first trip we've had to really pay attention to thermals. Missouri, we hunt in some pretty, uh, pretty hefty terrain, too. But it, the bottoms are a little wider. Bottoms out is a little bit more. I think the airflow is different there. Here, it was a lot of straight up and down. Um, and you really got to see like wind blowing one way and your thermals are going another. And uh, that was that was pretty cool, especially for guys that are trying to be going elk hunting in the next couple of years. That's going to be something we got to know. So it was nice to get a little taste of that and get our ass beat by it because it uh, ruined a buck for me, an opportunity for me. So, which I'm salty about still. Yeah, I mean, all in all, good trip. Bittersweet to leave a half day early, but like you said, be able to hunt Michigan, catch some of the rut back home and uh hopefully i would fill my last tag but i'm not hunter tanti so that <laughs> that might not happen i still gotta stick one man i'm about to go out there and just rope a doe just to feel good about myself you should take my aggression out on a, on a big old fat nanny yeah, or maybe a spike maybe a spike <laughs> yeah and tell everybody to suck it yeah it uh, makes me happy so yeah. cool well thanks for uh if, listening to this thanks for tagging along and uh we look forward to doing more hopefully we'll get back to michigan with all four of the guys and give you a a real podcast yeah i know we gotta have hunter on hunter shot two bucks basically in the time we were gone so yep Uh, Yep. he's got some stories to tell and then we've got some other ideas some other people that we're going to have on here that i think are going to be pretty fun and interesting to listen to so make sure you got that little bell clicked on there so you get the notification when we do drop a new one and again if you go listen to our podcast, it does do us a huge, huge help. If you like and share on whatever platform you're listening to, helps people uh, see our our stuff. You know, people that listen to the same stuff you listen to, it changes the algorithm so we can reach a wider group and hopefully uh, get better content and better equipment. We want some headset mics so you don't have to hear the road. Yeah. That'd be cool. But awesome. Like I said, thanks for uh, thanks for taking along, and we'll see you back in Michigan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.